Welcome to Mox TV Talk, the podcast where we take a loving, longing look at TV and tell you this week, the house chef Ren Pocalypse is upon us with 7, 9 and 10 all launching new reality series last Tuesday. The biggest news wasn't them starting, however, it was that 10's MasterChef won the ratings for launch night. Get out. I know. Welcome to Bizarro World, my friends. Next thing you know, we'll be watching a show that's about people watching TV or something. Since the dawn of time, man has searched far and wide for the best things on TV. What to watch. How to watch. Who's watching what. Free to wear this. VPN that. Plug in and listen to what other people think about what you are and are not watching. It's Mulk's TV Talk, the podcast, with your host, Steve Mulk. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and joining me this week, a man who we first discovered as a nation on Australian Idol, who went on to win our hearts on The Mint and Stooged. He's revealed more than he possibly should have on Spicks and Specs, starred as a jazz singer on Underbelly Razor. Between The Singing Bee, Dancing with the Stars and Celebrity Apprentice, he's still found time to star in nationally touring theatre shows Wicked, Hair, Legally Blonde and Grease, twice. He was also one of the people, uh, sorry, one of the last people to appear on Hey Hey at Saturday or Wednesday or whenever it was, and also hold court as the king of some insanely talented kids on a rebirth young talent time. It's Australian TV royalty, Rob Millsy Mills. Oh, <laughs> royalty. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. That was awesome. Lock and uh, load that. I... That's, that's not a bad resume. When you, when you, when you say it like that. I know. Like, oh, that's, that's not too bad. You've been working your butt off since, what, 2002? 2003 was the, was the idol experience. Mm-hmm. But I, I suppose now I feel like I do, I'm, I'm doing, putting together a cabaret show at the moment. Yes. Talking about all those things. I'm like, oh yeah, I've done a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might have to change that bit of the script and add that in. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, this should, I'll just give myself a quick plug straight away. It's, uh, it's, the show's called Rob Mills is Surprisingly Good. Wow, you don't say. Yeah, but which brings me to my thing. What you talked off the, off the top of the bat. Um, MasterChef, weren't yes. you right? Surprisingly good. I know. Look, I, I was... Um, last year, they made a big drama about how MasterChef had gone back to basics. Yeah. Uh, necessary, I think, given that it, it was season six last year and it... The one before it did all right, but it really struggled. The audiences didn't come back to it, all of those sorts of things. Do you think it, it's the it's the, the format itself, or do you think it always comes down, and I'm, because of coming from reality TV, it mm. comes down to producer-driven storylines, or does it come come down to the talent that you get? Do people? It's all about who the mm. producers pick as talent, I think. certainly helps. I think what had happened is that because of the challenge nature of MasterChef and yeah. they're, uh, you know, they're, oh, let's go and cook something in the middle of Federation Square or something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That it, they kind of swallowed themselves up in that a little bit, along with too much backstory. Like, we just want to see people cook and let those backstories develop. Let's, let's hear George, Gary and Matt ask them questions about... So what is it that inspires you about cooking or why are you so clearly passionate about yeah. making, you know, meat hot and tasty? Yeah, yeah. Um, instead, instead of, I, I know what you mean, instead of getting them to explain themselves and then the, Gary and, and, and George have got nothing to ask. Oh, teary montages that yeah. bleed into me. Um, so it thing, killed it. You know the thing that I, I was watching, because my mum is a massive TV head, right? Mm. She is your GP, mm. without a doubt. She loves your big brother. She loves your... Um, the block, yes. Uh, the my kitchen rules. She was just watching the final. I think that was last night. I think yeah, the yeah, other yeah. night they're watching on record. Anyway, uh, even she now is like, "What's with the cutaways on my nice. kitchen rules?" And what's with the? Why do you? 
Just just stick just stick to the program. They always do the cutaways to oh then this I was feeling really excited when mm. that happened. I was re- a bit nervous and no you weren't. <laughs> like you've been told to say that. Mm. I, I feel like now l- let us watch your reaction, the live reaction of what you had instead of cutting to yeah. whenever they shot that that cutaway was probably two hours after. Mm, long time after, yeah. Yeah, because after doing Celebrity Apprentice, knowing how those sort of shows are sort of cut together, it's, I don't know, I, I feel like I just want to see the actual reaction now. Yeah, tell us uh, in past tense, present tense and future tense how you felt about that moment so we can use it anywhere in the program. Yeah, yeah, and it just seems a bit weird. And as I said, my mum is, is, is the GP. She's my gauge on mm. how people react and I think she's getting over it. Yeah, well, well, and that is possibly reflected in the fact that for launch night, right, three big reality shows kick off. Mm. Uh, MasterChef, which is season seven this year, people might have thought it was a bit tired, was actually super sharp, really engaging, lots of good cooking. We saw some backstory stuff, but ultimately it was, you know, wow, this person cooked something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's the hero of the plate here? It's delicious. All that stuff. Um, The other two are renovation, and look, we've already had... The, the block. block this series, yeah. and it kind of did all right. Not no, nowhere near as big as it could have. Yeah. Um. And uh, seven dropped house rules, which has been a success previously. But I watched the entire first week of it on preview ahead of it launching, and yeah. just went, "This feels really stale. Something's not right about it. It's Produce, same same producer driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Renault Rumble, which nine kept super secret. They didn't want anybody to see any of that before they launched it. Yeah is way more about relationships than it's about re- renovating. It's well, about it, conflict it, and... Isn't it about getting the most, uh, what's the word, most uh, outrageous sort of couples that have been on both the block mm. and house rules and put them all on the same... And have them compete, not only team to team, but with each other. Oh, my God. Next thing I know, they'll be competing in a, in a shark tank. <laughs> or, you know... <laughs> It'll just be a... This is a mashup of two shows from two different networks. Mm. Next thing you know, they'll be dancing <laughs> and singing as well. Oh, look, I just, it's not, I'm not going to put it past any of them to turn it all into a massive mishmash where someone has to sing while cooking as someone renovates the stage they're standing on. While watching TV. Yes. It, I don't... <laughs> while watching themselves. <laughs> that's watching themselves and talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And go, oh, I'm really happy somebody <laughs> singing a chorus of something. M-O-L-K. Mulk's TV Talk. Now, Millsy, we've got a ton to get through. Of course, yes, we want to talk to more about you. Yeah. Let's make it about you all primarily. Right. But first of all... As you can see, I do I do watch a little bit of TV. I like, <laughs> I like, I like a bit of uh, cooking shows. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for it. Well, good. Well, I look forward to your thoughts on some of these then. But first, the news. Hmm. The Simpsons have been renewed by Fox in the US for not one, but two more seasons. Having undergone a renaissance of sorts over the last few years with the writing returning to its sharp former glory, the series extension means that seasons 27 and 28 will bring the number of episodes to 625, making it the longest running anything on primetime TV. When contacted for comment, producer Al Jean said, I can't hear you over the money counting machines that run at my place (laughs) 24-7. It's crazy, man. Are you a Simpsons fan at all? Oh, man, as a kid, yeah. Uh, even now, like you're right, there is a bit, quite a bit of renaissance. The last few mm. years, I've watched a few uh, more episodes, and yeah, because Family Guy really took over. Yeah, as Family as, Guy. As as my sort of, maybe as my sense of humour grew up. and South Park took a big yeah, bite massive, out of it. Huge. I mean, and it's all still running as well. Yeah. I uh, This is controversial. American yeah. Dad v Family Guy. I'm far more American Dad. Really? Mm. I cannot stand... 
I cannot stand the uh, <laughs> the alien. Uh, and understandably, Trevor, I think his name is. I'm going to say I haven't seen it in ages. That's he how much of a fan I am. Infuriates me. He's almost like a like George Costanza in an alien. Mm. Like, do you mean he's just that kind of irritating character? He's yeah, like, yes. Everything. He's just so selfish. He's so ah. Uh, Yes. Uh, everything about him just like it just irks me uh, and he's just yeah he's out for himself the whole time can you imagine if um, people from say 1960 something mm. who are you know television's a reasonably new thing 10-ish years old yeah. the Flintstones are about a twinkle I think in, in a creator's eye were somehow transmuted to 2015 <laughs> where they have the family guy and the Simpsons <laughs> on primetime television yeah. they would just look at it and go what the hell has happened to this place yeah I kind of like it though I kind of I I love the way television's gone, and I love uh, Family Guy. For me, was the progression of of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons didn't really take itself too seriously, and yep. took the Mickey out of everything. Family Guy just went like, I suppose a little bit. Well, I was gonna say a little bit more PC than South Park, but no, they're both pretty. <laughs> they're absolutely non PC as well. Yeah, I know. Look, it's pretty brutal. Some of the stuff that they toss out. The thing that I love but so about should. I, I kind of like it. If you've if you've uh, like if you're a network, or if you're a yeah celebrity, or you. Even if you're a, a news story that is really that needs to be taken the Mickey out of, they don't hold back. No, and nothing is sacred. Nothing is safe. No, and I, and, and I love that. And look, for, uh, the Simpsons really set the standard by, particularly in those early years, and it still plays out now. But in some of those early seasons where they would just rapidly hang shit on Fox, yeah, like it's just <laughs> Their own it's horrible net, yeah, yeah, and unabashedly, yeah. And and it's interesting to talk to uh, to some of the writers now. Um, who are doing that sort of stuff, they said, oh, look, the network now just don't care. They were happy for it. But early days, apparently, there were some real hard discussions About you to keep doing... some of that stuff in. Oh, so, yeah. no, 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 just let it go. Yeah, I love that. I, I, lo- I know a lot of radio stations do that as well. They always hang, hang crap on their uh, on the big on the big boss at all the networks, and they even get them on radio. Get yeah, them, get them to have a chat. Oh, because it's so good. Because we're we're b- we're bashing up. You know, it's going to be yeah. How good is this? We're going to so relatable. With so many listeners. <laughs> That's right. We're so relatable. Yeah. How many people are going to walk up to the boss and go, "You're a dickhead," yeah, and oh, keep their job? Done it. <laughs> but we'll talk about it later. Okay, it's another story. More news. Dan McPherson used the historical method of announcing things last week by offering up in a TV Week interview that he won't be returning to Seven's Dancing with the Stars. <gasps> I know. I've done my Seven series and I've loved it, but it's time to now focus on my acting, McPherson said, who is currently filming the Shannara Chronicles in New Zealand for MTV. Cool. Daryl Summers is said to have already queued to audition for the role. Who's going to take that spot, Millsy? Are you saying what I think you're saying? I'm saying that, look, there's an opportunity there and you should jump through it. What was it, 13 weeks? Yeah, thereabouts. When do they film? Well, you've danced. They film in Melbourne. It's a couple of days. Host, it's a day. There's not even that, right? You just chat. Turn up, talk, introduce some people, stand that. out of the way. I just did that this morning. And, mm. I did, and you're saying I don't have to dance? <laughs> this is great. Because well, last how, time I didn't Let's dance talk about how well. successful Dancing with the Stars was for you. I think, what, second, second week? week? Yeah, second week, mate. I think Spider Everett beat me, and that was it. And I was like, what? I was I was in a musical at the time. I was doing <laughs> Wicked eight times a week and doing Dancing with the Stars. How did the choreographer feel about that? Oh, I tell you what, Millsy's special classes later. She was a bit shattered. Like, <laughs> Triani, my dance partner, was a bit shattered because it was. I think I was pretty good. Yeah, I I blame Todd McKenney a lot. Though. Yes, he did give me everyone a, does. He did give me a bum rap. I don't think he led the audience in the right way. <laughs> uh, I think he called it a bogan cha-cha. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, Mills and your bogan Well, cha-cha. he would know. 
yeah. Coming from Western Sydney as he does. It's okay. It's fine. We've, we've cleared the air. <laughs> we've worked together since and uh, we're fine now. And, uh, <laughs> now? Yeah, now. But it, t- it took years. There's a lot of angry tweets. Was uh, Dan was Dan and who was it? Dan and Sonia then it would have been. It would have been Dan and Sonia, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dan's done a great job. And uh, you know what? Go out on top. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. There's no point in if he doesn't feel like he wants to do it anymore. Don't do it anymore. Well, he's obviously he's really a great busy. Host, he's yeah, oh, yeah. He's he's a great he's a great actor as well. Yes, but I think very personable. I know there was a lot of controversy when he took over from Daryl. Many people well, were upset. Contro- I think the controversy was Daryl. Yeah. Oh, look, Daryl. We're very not pro Summers on this podcast. He, so. I heard a rumor that he said uh, years and years ago. Mm. Was it? Was it being on the same network? Yeah, it was on the same network at one stage. Nine was doing Hey Hat Saturday and Dancing the Stars. Is that right? Oh, look, it could have been. I think it might have been or a different production. Well, when the, when the Hey Hey resurgence came back, there surely would have been Dancing with the Stars on, and Daryl was hosting it. When, when, uh, so when Dancing with Stars was, was when Daryl just yeah, not at the same time. He, it was the rumor the same I year. heard was, "You give me my own show, like Hey Hat Saturday, or I walk from Dancing with the Stars." Wow, well, see you, Daryl. Short little. Well, there's the, that's, all sorts I, that's of, the rumor I heard. I don't know. Oh no! Well, there's look the, the the summer's rumors go into legend because mm-hmm. I, I think uh, someone mentioned on a podcast previously that Daryl Summers used to continue to turn up to the Nine Hairdresser just to get his hair done every week. Wow! Long after Hey Hey was cancelled, long after he was a star, he just kept turning up. Okay. Well, you know what? If a free if you get a, you can get a free haircut from I've got to say hats off. Anyone that can run a, <laughs> a uh, like a, a late night, like a you know Saturday mm. night show for that many years, it was a great show, a great variety show. It 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 held Saturday night, right? It was such. Uh, was it, it was ten years? Would it be more than that? Oh, it, it, the show itself, twenty something, nearly out. thirty, that it ran for. Oh, he deserves a free haircut, mate. As far as <laughs> I'm concerned, Absol- <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely, he deserves it. Anybody that had to go to work and deal with John Blackman interrupting your gags. I think deserves a free something. Hey, uh, before we move on, mm-hmm. we're on the topic of variety shows. Yes. When is there going to be another one here? I know. We are, we are honestly long overdue. The mm. last primetime live anything Rove. after the project was Rove. Yeah. There's nothing going on. There is talk of... 10 News was doing it for a bit on Thursday nights. Yeah. They were having bands oh, on. Oh, they, they were too. Yeah, yeah. dropping them in. Yeah, that was good. But a that's been scrapped. A bit of Busby Baru before you go off to bed Thursday that's, nights. That's been scrapped. I know. Look, well, there's rumours that, that uh, Late Line on... We can't call it Late Line. The Late News yep. for Nine is going to be returning. Apparently, Georgie Gardner's picking that up. That's all scuttlebutt. Oh, like Georgie, uh, but yeah, that will good. just be news. Nothing more than that. Um, there was talk, however, last year that every one of the commercial networks were toying with a late night talk show, a, a Vizard-esque kind of thing. We'd like to see that. Uh, definitely we'd like to see that. Who would we get to host it, though? Who's the prime This is kind of the candidate? question, mate. Who's going to host the Logies? Who's going to host the late night show? Mm. We can't pick up one... We, we can't find one host for the Logies. How can we find one host for a for a one show? Maybe, yeah, that's, but, maybe that's the trick. Maybe there isn't just one host. Do maybe you want to... Wow. Maybe it's a, revolve, a, a revolving door. So every week you have another host and you have their mates on and then they have a chat and whatnot. You're breaking people's minds right now. Is that right? all right? That sounds good to me. I think there's a possibility, but where's the consistency? Who's the... Who cares? Are you saying a Saturday Night Live-esque kind of deal where we've got... That's a lot of effort to throw someone in every night, five nights a week. It's not every night, mate. I think we need... Just a, once a week? We, we can't afford... I don't think... From every network chat that I've had, we can't afford it. No one can afford anything, though. Unless... Yet they still <laughs> pour money into renovation. Yeah, they do. They really do. 
Unless we just throw to Moira every, you know, <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> just, Can you imagine? Moira's just, just on this, just an awesome wage. Moira's the only one making money. She's on it every, like, five minutes. She does another cross. But it has to be with the guest that's on. Yeah, yeah. Late night variety. Let's talk about the Nutribullet. That'd be hilarious. Why not? For, like, three seconds. <laughs> it's a good skit. I don't, think, I don't think it's a series, Rob. But, yeah, mate, mate, I, I would love to see it. I, I, I don't know if I speak for all the people out there, but I would love to see a late night variety show. Yeah. It is my dream one day to, to host it or even to just co-host or be involved in it. Dancing I, with the Stars could be that launch platform yeah, for you. maybe. I don't think I'm ready yet, but we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I don't, yeah, yeah. My brain's ticking over now. Yeah. Thanks. Well, get your cabaret show out of the way, Mr. It's All About Me. Yeah. <laughs> One one more piece of <laughs> it news. The, it puts the one-man show on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. SBS have gone ahead with their plans to air controversial documentary Struggle Street. After much faux hand-wringing in the press and a garbage truck blockade by the Blacktown City Council of their Artarman Studios, the broadcaster stuck to their guns and screened the series as scheduled. The mayor of Blacktown, Stephen Barley, whose constituency includes Mount Druitt, where the series was shot, offered it was nothing more than publicly funded poverty porn from the public broadcaster. People expect a higher standard from SBS, he said. They don't want to see drug addicts desperately looking for a hit unless it's an attractive half-naked Danish woman and it's subtitled. Quote, unquote. No, that last bit's made up. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> but that just goes to show how close to the edge my comedic writing isn't. <laughs> If you thought that was a real quote. I was like, the mess of that? <laughs> well, yeah, allegedly. Let's let's just catch it in that. I've heard of Matt Druitt. Mm-hmm. My mum used to live out that way years ago. I don't think I've ever seen so many young teen mothers, is, is, all, I'll, is all I'll say. <laughs> and that was just on your first visit. So was, you can't was, have been responsible. I was just walking through a warehouse. Hey. That, that was just walking through a Westfield. But I, I don't know, I haven't seen the show, but was mm. it that? Is it, is it that bad? Look, it, it, the promo has been... We got pulled from SBS um, in response to, as much as anything, one of the participants um, saying that he felt embarrassed that it showed him farting. Um, now, look, I'm a massive think, fan of the fart. I think fart, hilarious. Absolutely. Can't stop laughing. And it was a good... It was a, a dare I say, it, lighter note um, in good. in the moment uh, that was the promo. It's certainly very, you know, Sydney looks all pretty, but Mount Druitt's a little bit. How you doing? Um, well, it is. I mean, this is my problem, right? It's, and there's been lots of discussion. This is not, this and is not Facebook. No, this is not, and I, I don't think it's the opposite of Facebook. Oh, hear me out. Like Facebook is the world that you. A lot of people just go, "Hey, my world's perfect. Mm. These are the pictures. These are my friends. This is yep. the life I want people to see." Has SBS gone in and shown, you know, done a, a current affair and just shown like the, <laughs> the worst possible bits, which is less, I don't know, maybe two people, but well, uh, I don't that, know. Is it or is it somewhere in between? It's, I'll give it to you like this, it's three hours. Yeah. Uh, the first two hours that I've seen, so it's spread across three weeks. I haven't seen the finale, but I've read the synopsis. And the synopsis for the third episode is very positive. Look at the things they're doing. You know, the, this person's involved in community work. Right. Very, you know, pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps kind of stuff. Yeah. The first two episodes are designed to be a little bit, life is tough. Look at some of the things that they have to overcome. That includes uh, an ice-addicted son and the impact that that has on his family. Dad's really unwell. Mum gave up her job to stay at home to be his full-time carer. Wow. Um, uh, you know, they, they show a, a, a couple where she's pulling a, car, pulling a bong, um, very, very pregnant, with her mum, who is probably, look, she looks about 160 and is probably only 30-something. Right, right, right. Um, but, the, but the, 
were they trying to get to that this is a, like a rags to riches kind of story? Like these, these, or is it like are these people cleaning themselves up, or is it just uh, other people are now, you know, dealing with uh, a better life? Do you know what I mean? Like it's they- definitely some of it is setting the scene. This is the outcome of their reality. This is how life is. Some of it through their choice, and some of it through the cards that they're dealt. Yeah, and. Uh, look, the, the, the mum that gave up work to care for her husband, um, she does a bunch of community work and that's a real feature of the third episode. Right. And that's part of the concern that they've said, oh, but they're not showing all the good things that we do. Um, so kind of not acknowledging, oh, yeah, yeah, we do some pretty shit things. But hang on, guys. It's not... It's a three-act play. And this this is your life. Yeah. We, like, can't, we, can't, we can't just say, hey, your life's awesome. When really it's not. That yeah, awesome. and that's it. I mean, some will say. You can't Facebook your life. They've over sensationalized it. What do you do when you film with a, a family, a group of people for six months and then have to cut that down into three hours? That's Things fun. are going to seem really accelerated. What do you do with this podcast? You cut up all the. <laughs> exactly right. We cut out all of the libelous parts so that we don't get in trouble. That's what happens. As far as Struggle Street goes, people, if you missed it, jump on SBS Catch Up and watch the first episode. I commend it to you. Really, across the series, Millsy, check it out because it, it's. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's a compelling and confronting look at how some people live life. Well, not just and not just abroad. This is here in Australia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not yeah in Nicaragua or something. It's all happening. Mocks TV talk. Now, Millsy, as someone who, uh, of your own volition, mm. you know, has worked his way through some of the reality heap, yeah. good and bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a segment on the show that I like to bring out from time to time. This does, one's- it, does it have a jingle? Almost. It's okay. called This Is A Thing. It's about reality TV. That's, That's pre- it. Pretty good. I'm working on it. It's yeah. a work in progress. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. called For Reels. Uh, yeah. It is a very simple five-question quiz okay. about what's happening on reality TV. This Are you is ready? For Reels. See? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you can keep that. Copyright someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, question I one. I changed it 10%, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's legally, that's now ours. Yeah. Shut up. Who won last season of My Kitchen Rules? <laughs> Ding! Sorry. No, the answer is Will and Steve. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, apparently, someone suggested on the internet that they were homosexual. I don't Are buy they... it for a second. Is Will... The English people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks at my... Uh... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I should know that. That was on just just, just gone. Just the other week. The one yeah. that my mum was watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Those guys. That's all right. You're I knew still... that. There's no expectation that you'll get any I of these right. If, you, if I'd have said English guys... Yes. Would that have got me a point? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. English guys. Question two. Name the one... Wow, that's poorly written, Mark. Name one of the three new reality shows airing on free, uh, free-to-air free TV. Uh, the Renovation Rumble. Ding. Correct. Uh, you could have also said House Rules or MasterChef. Or uh, thousands of other ones, I think. Name one of the three new X Factor judges. Question three. Uh, an oldie but a goodie, Guy Sebastian. Correct. Alternatively... James Blunt uh, or Chris Isaac. Guy Sebastian, former alumni, yeah. good friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. Probably doesn't even remember who you are, does he? No, 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 we're mates. We, uh, we're keeping contact, actually, Guy and I. What do you think of Guy representing Australia in Eurovision? I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes! To be honest, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. He is a... Like... Insanely talented. He, ridiculously talented, but also he's he's well he's well known. He's well well seasoned. He mm-hmm. has... 
several multi-platinum selling albums. I thought Eurovision was all about someone who wasn't discovered. I think the giveaway is Euro, the bit at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right. not in the European no, Union. I think we're like a... Um, like what do they call a wild card? <laughs> we very much are a wild yeah, card. Yeah, oh, yeah. I find it a little a little odd, but then again, America has the World Series for baseball uh, and World Championships. It's just them. So whatever. <laughs> so remind us who is in your class of idol. There's you, Shannon, and Guy. Yeah, yeah. And who else? Well, that, that's number one and two. Mm. Uh, then there was Cosima. Yes, of course. Cosima DeVito. And oh, then there's Paulini. Yes. Paulini's just released a new album. Yes. Very excited about that. Come on. Uh, and then she's got was, a set of pipes, that girl. Oh, mate. Damn. She's one of the most incredible singers. Mm. How was I going to win that series? <laughs> guy, how was anybody going to win that series, oh, man? just ridiculous. Guy's just a freak. He's so mm. good. And such a good guy. Um, but yeah, uh, my mate Clee, she's now gone on to do mm-hmm. musical theatre. She's, she's been in Hairspray. She's about to be in um, Matilda, I think. Another musical. Mm. Um, uh, Pete the Pig Farmer. Pete the Pig Farmer. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Matty Chadwick, a Queenslander. He's a Gold Coast yeah. kid. He's in town at the moment. Um, There's yeah, a few. This is the thing. People forget that a, because it was the first season of Australian Idol, not yeah. only was it so groundbreaking as a concept mm. for Australians. I mean, I know that there'd been, I think we'd seen season one or two of American Idol. Um, I think, well, yeah, well, I think Kelly Clarkson, she, she, yeah, she was the year before. I think mm. that was it. 2002 might have, been, might have only been it. But to have it come on our screens every week, it was huge rating television program. Mate, it was the biggest. Uh, I, I look, I did a bit of research for my show. It's th- it was something it was over three million for that grand final episode, mm. and we all sang it at the Sydney Opera House. I know. It was, mate, it was it was a dream come national true. tour. Yeah, dream come true for this kid. It's crazy, man. And, and, and look, hosted by James Matheson and a person formerly known as Andrew G. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Osher. Crazy man, he's on rival podcasts. Have you checked your ratings? Uh, look, he kills me. The Osher Gunsberg podcast right. is outrageously yeah. good and well worth the listen. I'm hoping that you know. I was hoping maybe to have a rival podcast. With- <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this is what well, it's it's your gateway to podcasting. Yeah, okay, good. as soon as people realise that you're willing to do this because you've talked to me, yeah. you'll get flooded okay, with just nobodies. Uh, <laughs> a lot like me. Going, I've got a podcast. I've done Michael Pope. He's great. Pope is excellent. Had a great chat with Pope. He's amazing. The Popecast is a classic. People, there's so many podcast recommendations. Just in this. Now, there's still some questions to go. Okay, sorry. Far away. Now, so far, you are two from three. Let's see here you go with question four. Okay. Name one of the three new judges coaches to join The Voice this year. Oh. Okay. Is Delta back? Correcting. This is why it's a trick question. Ah, because Delta has returned. Yeah. Not really new, but new. Yeah. Uh, Benji Madden is joining his brother in the chair. I think they're stacking the Maddens. A double chair. Yeah, the double chair comes back from, I think, the voice kids like we needed that. I think that's the reason. They created the double chair for the voice kids. And they're like, what are we going to do with this chair? We've got to get Benji in now. (laughs) He's just going sweet. Uh, And Jesse J is joining the uh, the lineup. She's amazing. Replace. I don't. Look, I. And I'm going to make, make an admission to you, on, Rob. Mate. The only time I've ever heard the name Jesse J before was at the Logies a few years ago where she sang her Price hit, tag. her whatever it was. What about? In a bed, you need a bed, gotta throw your mind, your nope. mind. Bang, bang into the room. Is that her as well? Yeah. See? That's, She's the one that does that awesome riff. She's, I don't, man. No? Well, that's two songs of hers that I know now. Mate, she's a freak. There's a few years ago she sang at the I think it was MTV Music Awards. Mm-hmm. 
She'd broken her leg. Are you serious? Yeah. So she just did the whole thing in a cask on a mass, like with a <laughs> leg in a cask and in a big chair, like just, and with a massive band and just nailing it. Every song. Like and she would just do the playoffs and play ons to the, to the awards That's night. awesome. And she was a beast. Yeah. She's amazing. Look up some of her stuff I'm on YouTube. I'm going to have to now. There's when research. She's a, when she's a kid. Yeah. She's a freak. She's a full musical theater geek kind of chick. And uh, yeah, she just, she won all these singing contests on yeah. TV and stuff when she was a kid. The yeah. thing that I did enjoy about her performance uh, off the top of my head was it was the only thing all night apart from people winning Logies that got them up out of their chairs and doing anything. Oh, yeah. There was groups of people, I think, including Luke Jacobs and others, standing up and, and bouncing uh, there. as she sang. And, and it was live, too, I think. She was yeah. singing live where someone else during the evening didn't. Sometimes it happens. Have, have you, you have you ever been forced, told, or suggested that you should mime a, a TV performance? All the time, right? mate. That's but that's just I think because of my singing. But uh, <laughs> no, no, um, tonight the role of Rob Mills will be played by a CD. Rob, we should, we think you should. Um, no, no, no. I've never, I've never <laughs> told, just I think the MCG mm-hmm. that is like a rule. You should sing um, like the <gasps> national anthem is recorded. So you sing it to tape, yeah, and then you got to do the miming yeah. mime, yeah, yeah. And I at the Phillip Island motorcycles, uh, MotoGP, yep. I sang the national anthem there, and well, that was pre-recorded. Yeah, I've got this one I did earlier. Yeah, but it's I recorded it that week. It's not like, yeah. a, but still, and I still sang. Like I was, I was singing. You had that. sung it, yeah, and I was singing, and I was singing on the day in case <laughs> when the mic did go on. And I was like, oh, I better sing. <laughs> um, may have got a bung note on the night, but that's okay. <laughs> No one knew because the recording was awesome. <laughs> so when they do that, is it um, is the tape broadcast to the people that are there, and or is it just taped to television but live live audio feed for the people in the stands? No, everything's taped. Everything's taped. Yeah, but there's only a, I think there's only a few occasions, but no, mate, nine times out of oh, I'd say ninety nine times out of a hundred. Like, Idol was live. Would, yeah, you guys say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's everything's live. Yeah. So all that's all that's. It's like, just once you graduate from Idol, they tell you now that thing that you did really well that we want to have yeah. you on the show for. Don't I, do it. I think it's only a few times. It's not many TV shows that will ask you to sing to a, to a track. Sometimes the band will, will mime to a track. Yes, common. And Seen that. And that's a bit awkward. I, I find. Well, Megan Trainer on the Logies just recently was clearly singing live. Yeah. But everyone else was performing the miming thing because you could hear her vocal in the backing track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a bit of a giveaway, right? That's weird as well, yeah. When they're singing over their own voice, which, yeah. is, a bit, which is like a double. Well, yeah, in this case, it was just it was the, the legitimate song um, with her backing vocals, but they obviously got it from out of the studio with no lead vocal on the track. So yeah. it's just her busting it out. Yeah, same, same. To yeah. her her studio track, which yeah. is grouse. But the guy up there on guitar, you're not all that, buddy. You're not playing it. Nope. But they do it all the time. You watch X Factor and The Voice. They're all... Oh, oh come voice, on. The Voice are playing. The Voice Band's live. Yeah, Voice Band's live. X Factor Band. No. No laugh. No, look, sorry, and I'm... Sorry, guys. I'm... Uh, I okay. think the it only was... thing that has reinvigorated the thought of the X Factor for me this year is uh, Chris Isaac and James Blunt. Because they're smart, funny guys yeah. that are international, huge music stars. Whether you like their music or not, they've done the thing. They've sold them the mega platinum everything's. Yeah, but I suppose those shows are... Like the show that I was on, Idol, was all about just the contestant. Mm. Just them... Oh, their, X Factor, voice it, not. Yeah, it's all about what can... What can I do for you? Yeah, and then I think, what do they do? Not much. How much... 
That thing do, you did, do, do we, don't do that again. Yeah, do we know how much contact hours they actually have with <laughs> the, their judge or their mentor or whatever? Minuscule, surely. A couple hours? The camera's rolling right. Get him in here. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel that... I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm merely speculating, but mm. I, I can't imagine it's... I, I don't know. I'll have to ask Guy. Yeah, well, look, I'd imagine it's... There's elements of it, because there is clearly times when they're standing at a piano together talking about how they should perform yeah, a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... It's not going to be massive, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I preferred the other way, I think, when it was just up to the... Yeah. You've got a song. Tell me, and th- this is one that people will be interested in, when, you, when you're doing Idol, yeah. were you limited to the songs that you could choose from as a library, or was it yeah, any bit. song in the world? No, actually, ours was pretty good. I just chose really bad songs. I don't know. I looked through your song list preparing for this. Yeah. There were some decent ones in there. You yeah. smashed some good ones. No, I did okay. I didn't do great. You sang Sonia Dada. Yeah, I did. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great it's a song. Classic pub rock song. Mm-hmm. I sang Take Me Back by Noiseworks. You did. That was and That's a cracker, right? I did. But in the same year when mm. Shannon Noll's going to bust out uh, What, what About mean? Me, that's not going to get much traction. I should have sang Cry and Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Or Flame Trees. Well, oh, I should have done K-San. I should have trumped in with K-San. Could you imagine what would have happened if you'd pulled out that big chisel song? Uh, uh, man. Uh, that's all right. Regrets. Bo River. Mossy mm-hmm. would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Well, you could have got sorry. him on to guess. Oh, that would have been great. I saw. Moss- I met Mossy on the uh, the red carpet for the Aries that year. I was doing some work for Idol. A little bit of yeah, question yeah. and answer on the red carpet. Mossy gets out of the car. I was like, oh, God, see him. Moss. And everyone's like, who? who? Oh, oh, kids these days. What? I said, we have to- I have to interview <sighs> this guy. Yes. Who is he? Never mind. Never mind, you guys. It's rock and roll royalty. Rock. Just let me ask a question and you can deal with it later. Yeah. Tucker's Daughter. Last question. Tucker's Daughter's great. That whole album, Matchbook. Matchbook? So yeah. I it, uh, When that came out, I was in the early days of learning to play guitar. Yeah. And me and another mate would sit down and transcribe lead solos and stuff for each other in tabs so that we could learn how to play oh. them. And Man, so good. Question five. You're doing very well. Three out of four so far. How many more reality TV shows are still to come in 2015? Oh, that's a tough one. Is there a multiple choice for me? Or Yeah, sure. A? Yeah. Ten? Yeah. B? Seven? Yeah. C? Twenty-three? D? Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, reality shows that are still to come. I'm going to say cause, because seven held off... Oh no, nine held off on their their one, so no mm. one knows. I reckon nobody knows. That is the fair and correct statement. There are fucking tons of them still to come. Really? Nobody knows if they're going to make it to air, but there's a lot of them in the chamber. Oh, excellent. I heard there's a nightclub one being recorded at the moment. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Man. The Housewives are doing it. The nightclub oh, scene. Are you, are you a Real Housewives fan? Absolutely not. I'm not a fan, but I cannot stop watching. <laughs> I am. I think it's I'm the not most. I'm bad, but I can't stop watching. It is the most abhorrent television I've ever seen in Lydia? my life. Oh. Lydia, come in here, Lydia. Everybody, <laughs> shut up. Um, it's uh, really I can't turn away. Yeah, I, and I I do think they're all despicable humans. There's not a redeeming feature about them. Surely um, there's got to be something. Well, look, I yeah, like they give money to charities. And I stuff like that there? Jackie loves Ben. That's about the size of it. That's great. And that she can't pronounce the name of her alcohol brand. That's that was a delightful episode um, where they're doing the the shoot 
for the they want to find the promo girl for La Mascara mm. and she was emphasizing the wrong syllable and Ben was just at her to try and say it the right way very lovingly yeah god that's an hour I won't get back that's many hours in fact it's, <laughs> it's quite sad I watched a few episodes when I was uh, in Perth on tour a couple of the boys I was staying with just loved it and they would just stay up and just scream out Lydia at the TV <laughs> so I watched a few and I was like no nah, I'm I, I can't I can't waste any more of my time <laughs> man there are, I, I bless him I, I uh, we have a lovely woman called Nick McLaughlin who writes uh, a Real Housewives recap for my website com. very good uh, and she not only does she do a cracking job like she makes fun of it in the right places and, and fangirls over it in the right places Gina uh, Liano did a book tour this year uh, which pops up in the reunion episode uh, I think will have aired Sunday night just past podcast time anyway she went to see her mm. and all of those sorts of things um, she said he she there's no what you see on television is Gina there's no pretense is, there's no which is great crazy big head lawyer trample you down I like but I like people being them, being themselves and absolutely themselves I think that's what we, we we see falseness as an audience and uh, mm-hmm. and not just an audience watching on TV but when you meet someone if they're you can tell if someone's not being truly themselves yes and we don't really we're not attracted to it we're not drawn to them I think oh look I think we're drawn to enough false falsities on television I mean look but if draw, no, I, I, yeah but maybe drawn to it but not in a in a nice way I'm mm. I'm more drawn to a more honest and a more uh, yeah, a more honest person and more honest chat is probably what I'm after. Oh, like, that's fair. Like this. This is quite good. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Well done, Millsy. Four out of five. That's a good a good pickup. It's not bad. For reality television. I don't watch that much TV, so that's pretty good. Nice work. Follow Malk on Twitter at Malk's TV Talk. Now, Millsy, when we talk about television, it evokes a lot of emotions for people. You've said yourself that you, you like to watch a bit, but not heaps. It's a soundtrack. So it gets me every time. Oh, yeah, it draws people in, and people so understate that yeah. the 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 effect of that. What's some of your earliest memories of television? What was the place of it in your household? Uh, oh, probably when I was a kid, mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't go to sleep. I would wake up in the middle of the night and think that there were monsters mm-hmm. in the hallway, and I would crawl out of bed. And, and that was just the Sullivans. <laughs> And I crawl and I and I would run up the hallway with my eyes closed, mm. banging into walls probably. Gross. Um, but I remember and turning the TV on when I got up to the other end, and because I couldn't sleep, so I just watched TV and it was old Western movies. Oh, great! Yeah, and I'd probably only last twenty minutes, not even, because I was so tired go and just go straight to sleep. Yeah, yeah. But I would fall asleep with the TV on, and that's bad to do, kids. <laughs> do not have a TV in your bedroom. You shouldn't fall asleep with it. But as a kid, I used to do that. But some of like my family sort of memories are like. Yeah, sitting around watching Hey Hey, it's Saturday, or mm. watching Blue Heels. Just watching Blue Heels with my dad. It was a Tuesday or a Thursday night. That was always a big one. Which era, post or pre Maggie's death? Oh, pre. Mm. Like, like this is this is this is my dad time. Mm. It's dad, dad and Rob time was Blue Heels. So many uh, great Aussie actors in that. John Wood, mate, great great Aussie actors. Charlie uh, Clawson was in it. Yeah. Um, oh, I, William McInnes. William McInnes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an oh, awesome cast. Damien Wolf, Wolf, Wolf Hay. Da- yeah, yeah. Uh, Damos, we like to call him that, for some reason. He's awesome. Mm. It was a great. It was a great show. Uh, I would never stay in a town that had you know that that, <laughs> that town needs to be looked at by the government. Any Mount town, Thomas, burn it to Mount the ground. Mount Thomas, it was cursed. <laughs> you could have that many robberies, 
like uh, murders and drug. Yeah. It was the center of crime for Victoria for so long. Oh, mate. Those, those gangsters had it. Underbelly nothing. Exactly. Underbelly Mount Thomas. They should do Underbelly Mount Thomas. That would be hilarious. <laughs> so many stories. Um, and I also remember uh, home improvement was big. Sitcoms were big mm-hmm. in my in my family. So as a kid, we'd all watch uh, home improvement. Is that weird? No, no, that's not weird at all. And, and it's a knockout. But oh, it also, it's a knockout. It's a knockout. How you doing? Loved it's a knockout. Oh, that's what I want to see come back as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw... Uh, 10 did a revival one season of mm. It's a Knockout coming back and we did see it sort of in the Friday Night Games for a season or two on Big Brother. Yeah, I love. I, I actually got to compete in that Friday Night Games. It was one of the best things I've ever Oh, done. awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. Anything with a giant jumping castle and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Not getting enough can be... Getting slimed and getting thrown into the water and stuff. It was, it was great fun. Yeah, yeah. Not enough can be said for particularly that original um, It's a Knockout filmed in uh, around Castle Hill in Sydney. Yeah. Billy J. Smith, Fiona McDonald, um, uh, large pools either set up or dug into the ground. Yeah. Stadiums of people. It was... And rickety stadiums too. Not real good. Oh, just mate. temporary. Like the, mad ma- like the mad mouse at the show. It's and that, Apex that. Uh, and Rotary Clubs from around the country willing to kill themselves in costume. Yeah. You know? Like the Yellow Knight, the Green Knight, the Blue Knight, the Red Knight. Yeah. They're all just trying to carry a maiden from somewhere to somewhere and tripping over and, and act poleaxing the girl. And, you know, probably breaking a few, few limbs, but back then there was no public liability. That's so. exactly right. And I think... It, it is a shame that that's you know the world's gone a little bit too. Does Wipeout fill that void for you? No, not even a little bit. Have you are you aware of what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen the Wipeout. No, my no. kids laugh like just idiots. It's, it's at pretty, that. it's pretty good, but I, I didn't mind the Aussie version of it. Mm-hmm. But still, it didn't quite. Yeah, no. No, the Aussie version didn't measure up. It's like Australian Survivor. It was a nice try. But why? Yeah, and it's a knockout. Did we need it? So much um, recapping and so much mm. just get on with it. Just show people falling over. Yes, I don't God. Need, I don't. I don't want any like. What's it? Uh, Yakashi's ca- castle is that? Takashi's castle. castle. There's no storyline. No, you just throw them out there. Yeah, yeah. Make people, up stuff. People injuring themselves. That's all I want to see. Is high on everybody's That's list. All I want to see. And it's even better when we invoke the celebrity clause. When we have celebrities involved doing things, which is why hurting themselves. Uh, yeah, which is why it didn't last long. But uh, what was that show on Nine? That had celebrities, you know, hole in the wall or whatever did that, it was. Did that as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, tick, everything. Yeah, tick. Uh, yeah. Hole in the wall. That was awesome. You had to, like, you had a team and, and you had to fit in the, yeah, you had into to, the shape, right? Yeah, you're on like a travelator and then like this, this, the wall would be revealed and you had to make the shape or make the, make it, make the hole basically. Yeah. Try and fit like the little piece to try and squeeze through the hole in the wall. It was, uh, and then if you didn't, you got pushed into the water. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Who I, hosted that? Jules Lund. Yes, he did. Yeah. I don't know how he's still got a career, but he's st- forging on is well, he's, Jules. He's, Jules has done all right. Jules has done all right for himself. He's got like, a few business ideas I hear about. but that's Look, I, he does some great charity work. There's no question about yeah. that. Um, we were lamenting his work uh, on the Logies red carpet, though, that he still hasn't worked out how to ask a question. That's a sad thing. What uh, What was he doing on the red carpet? Oh, some, so he did some great action. One of them was uh, introducing Megan Trainer, as you want to do. Yeah. And this is his 10th year doing it, right? So you'd know the brief is, understand who you're talking to. Yeah. Megan, congratulations on your two Grammys. Yeah. And she says, oh, God, love you. I actually only got nominated. Great. Mm. Oh, oh, see that see that silence? There's just there was a brief silence. I was like, oh, Jules. <laughs> and the oh. best part is the, the red carpet commentary is pre-recorded. So that went to air. 
They edited it and they kept that bit. They didn't go, do it again, Jules, and Let's just congratulate again. her on her Grammy nominations. No, no, they just went, that's it. That's your moment with Megan Trainor. I thought it was a gag. It wasn't a gag. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're still feeling awkward about it. I know. It, it <laughs> Seriously, it made me shiver like right to my core. Maybe, maybe he thought she really deserved those Grammys. Maybe. Maybe he's a really big fan. He could be. Not, but not big enough to not know. <laughs> it's not, a, not enough about the base. Oh, truly. No, now, it's okay. What what uh what are your dirty secret television shows? What do you love to watch that are like like I've admitted to the Real Housewives. I don't understand yeah, yeah. it, but I watch it. Uh, oh, mm, eh. this you might need to edit this down. Mm. My my arming and arming. Um, what do I love to watch? It can be you find it on YouTube or some other magical internet way. You you know record it, or it might even be something that I don't watch religiously. But when I fall down a pit of this, I'll watch two or three episodes in a hit. Oh, there's a few series in the last few years that once I started watching, I got hooked. So like obviously Breaking Bad was mm. I was well behind, like a few years behind. Yes, congratulations. So I correct. did five series in like a month. Oh, wow. Which is like a lot of work. How was your brain at the end of that? It was fried. And I probably couldn't tell you anything about it. That's mm. the worst thing. It's like speed reading a book. You don't really you don't really get the It's concept. just I've got to hit the next episode. Yeah. I've just got to get it. I've got to get it. But what I really have been enjoying is, um, I haven't started watching the new series yet, but House of Cards. Mm. I love House of Cards. I think it's genius. And I love the little chats to the camera. Mm-hmm. I think he's just, I think Space is just one of the best of our time. Yeah, He's brilliant. And I didn't see stuff happening and coming, and uh, yeah, it's great. And I think it tackles a lot of a lot of issues without saying, "Hey, this is an issue." So you've seen one and two, but not three. Yeah, great. So I'm saving it until I've done my cabaret show. Yes. So like, I've got something to look forward nice. to. Nice. And I loved um, uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey's True Detective. Wasn't that kick ass? Oh, so good. And I'm really looking forward to, to season two of True Detective. Who's in? Who's that one? Um, with. Uh, guy from On The Line, um, Vince Vaughn, I want to say his name is. Yeah, you can say Vince Vaughn. Um, he's, he's the bad guy. Like, they've up front said this guy's playing a bad dude in the context of True Detective. Yes, yeah. So we know, uh, you know, who our detectives are, we know a bad guy. Yeah. It's going to be so good, I think. Oh, oh mate, I, I love that stuff. I, I, it's a sh- it, The only thing that happens, <laughs> those, and I've got a few friends that are actors and mm. over in LA, and they're like, damn, those... A grade, A grade actors taking all these all... movie actors moving into television. Yeah, moving into television. But I think it is like they're still making. If you're good enough, you you get the role. Mm. Like, that's how I see it. But they're just great. They're really good, and the the character development's so much better in TV now. And we're making great TV series, and I I love it. I I think it's awesome. Better than better than watching a movie. Would uh, and I I guess this is a moot point, but given your your musical bent, yeah. uh, and your you know you've clearly got some acting chops. You've popped up here and there. Would you want um, uh, like a drama role, like a, maybe not a house husbands, but that kind of thing, or a drop into a love child, or drop into a like a serious yeah, absolutely the Aussie drama. Well, I've just finished filming uh, the Peter Allen story. Oh, excellent! Yeah, with uh, with Shine. Yeah, um, and that I think I, just, I spoke to Joel Jackson the other day. He's just done Deadline Gallipoli, which yep. is on at the moment. It was amazing. Gosh. He's, he's good, isn't he? He's good, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's playing Peter Allen. Um, he said he's just seen the first movie, mm-hmm. or the first edit of it, and he said it's great. Excellent. He's really excited. He's like, Mills, you're great. I was like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Stop it, you. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, he, we play brothers on the... In the in the thing, so it's, excellent. We had a, we had a really good time. So there, yeah, I'd love to do some more of those sort of roles and 
Got to work with a great director, Sean Seat. He's mm. just awesome. I watched I watched his series the other day as well. The one that won he won Best Director for. Um, uh, help me out here. Yep. Did you watch it? it no, no, the, not with that. Not on, with that information. It was on the ABC. It Gosh. Was, it was based on the... Uh, Finish that sentence and I'll help you. Okay. He's... His brother is a bit autistic, and he gets in the trouble. The code, with the code, yeah. See, there the, we go, mate. The code. Love it was actually that. really good. It was fantastic. Mm. It was great. It was a, it was a cool drama. Mm. There's little, it's such an thriller conspiracy yeah. drama as well. It's such an interesting time for Australian television because it wasn't underbelly. So that's what was good. About it, it. <laughs> it wasn't underbelly, but there's lots of um, there's lots of stuff being tossed around, and comedy is starting to make a, a bit of a decent comeback. Yeah, mate. Um, whether it's sketch, scripted, or, or the Moody's, you know, other love oh, the Moody's. My goodness, I love I love the Jungle Boys. So the Moody's Moody Christmas was excellent. It was the uh, the the fighting with swords, what's that? Elegant guide to knife fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That yep. Was, all those little skits were great. Kinney is great on Seven Mate at the moment. So funny. And so good to see, uh, and this was a surprise, not unreasonable, but to see uh, Andy Lee pop up in the cast. Like, first season was Josh Lawson, because they're all tight as, right? Yep. They're all good mates. But Josh Lawson was involved, and, and just some great stuff. Yeah. Andy Lee the same, right? He's not playing... To what you would see Andy's type is or, or the way yeah. he portrays himself in Hamish and Andy. It's just, let, these characters, let's do just, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's do them. Very bloody good. Oh, I haven't seen the new series yet. It's out now, is it? Started uh, Thursday a week ago. Oh, great. Thank you. So, I'm seven right. made it, seven plus if you want to catch yep. up. But Thursday I'll, nights. I'll definitely do a catch up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm very excited. That and uh, I heard Rake is going to come back. I heard they're going to make another season of Rake. Now, where did you hear this? Because this is a- akin to hearing that Offspring is coming back. Offspring won't come back. It's not coming back. I heard Rake will come back. That's interesting because the end of the third series for mine, I felt was not only really disappointing, that whole oh, business liked- of him and Barney flying away in the balloon. What bullshit. I liked, the weir- I liked that it was a bit funny and a bit weird. But it also felt very final given the nature of Barney's diagnosis and yeah. Cleaver and Barney are off on some wacky whatever. Yeah. You know, it, 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 cool, it's done. If that's where it ends... <laughs> the grease ending, just driving off in a car. <laughs> a flying in, car. A flying car. A flying car, as it goes. Yeah. Yeah, good work. It, don't you think, just to dive into Greece? Amazing. Apart from mm. the fact we have to suspend disbelief that John Travolta was 107 when he played <laughs> Danny the first time around. Yeah. Um, uh, and Olivia Newton-John smoking hot. Absolutely. Um, hot. Just uh, an incredible setup. But the, then, yeah, it's like, oh, this great high school. You know, we're talking about kids working out what they want to do with their dreams mm. and being pregnant and not pregnant and all of a sudden. And then someone drops acid and they fly away. Yeah. they. I, I heard a rumor from the director who came out uh uh, to to put our show on, mm. apparently, it was one of the producers that was like, "I really want a flying car in the end." Oh my goodness! And this is no joke. And it had and had been suggesting stuff throughout the film. I want this. I want this. And the director kept saying, "No, no, no." no. And then he just went, "Fuck it." <laughs> if they've made it this far, yeah, they, whatever. Just, literally, were like, Let's put it in. <laughs> That's not, not a bad idea. Little did they know it would go on to be quite possibly the most repeated high school theatre production ever. And no and one can uh, organise a flying no car. No flying cars. It took them, you know, 50 years to get Mary Poppins to fly in a theatre. Mm. Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. You could see The Wires. Spider-Man. We can see it. 
Yeah, Spider-Man. What a <laughs> delight it is to bring that up. Wow, you too. Good idea, guys. Um, how do you consume your TV music? Because you're on the road a lot. You know, it must be tough to try and keep up with things. And you're performing when yeah. a lot of that primetime stuff is on. I know. I, throughout the last sort of, I suppose it's like five years I've been doing shows like six nights a week. So catch up for me. It's like since the, you know, the invention of the internet, mm. uh, but more so the internet of TV uh, has been great. Like yes. have a TV that can... Tune into Go the channels. Go to the things. Yeah, all that stuff. It's great. I, I find it really good, but a lot of a lot of stuff on my laptop and yep. just watching stuff, having to get big data bills and all that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah. it, as I said, I don't really watch that much stuff. A lot of the time it's just I'll watch a good series and that's enough for me. But yep. I get enough of um, finding out what's happening on TV from maybe following your tweets or... If I you don't know, trust me, gosh! Uh, if I if I if I think something's interesting, I'll I'll go and watch some of it or see clips of it on YouTube or whatever. Yep. But yeah, for me, it's it's all mainly the internet. Absolutely, that's why I always think of uh, having done TV shows and knowing how the the rating system works mm. and knowing how I consume TV. Thinking, well, I'm not a, I'm not a large popular part of the population working yeah. nights in theatre and entertainment, but still. Probably quite a lot of people that work the hours that I work. Mm. I would say like fifteen to twenty percent working the you know evenings not, doing things. Yeah, like how do you rate those guys? Like they've got like a thousand boxes around the country, which are meant to somehow represent everyone in the country. Mm. I think there needs to be a better way. I'm sure they're working on it, but I don't. I I still don't can't work out how networks rely so much on what their ratings are. Yeah, they just decide whether. So- it, why don't you just decide whether it's a good show or not? Why we're so, you, oh, why yeah. don't you just be the judge? Back yourselves. Yeah. We're so brutal in this country about the overnights, uh, you know, the numbers that come out the next day for what has happened. Yeah. When, pardon me, especially considering shrinking audiences. Hugely um, shrinking audiences. We have to take into account that, you know, the fact that you might get, or oh, MasterChef, for example, five the, the five city metro figure was 1.23, I think, million viewers. Yeah. Add in a few more from the regionals and we're going to push 2 million, probably. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably watch it tonight. But that's just overnight. But I might, that's right. I might watch it tonight. The people like, that recorded it, we're getting we're getting catch-up figures now. Okay. So that's part of the picture. But then what about the people that go to 10 Play and watch it there? There's a lot of people that watch it on their phone or on their Heaps computer. Heaps of people or... that watch it via these new um, uh, specific, network-specific catch-up mm. services yeah. that are just not included. In the figures, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I still, I, I, this is what I struggle with a little bit. Uh, is trying to look at why so much emphasis goes into breakfast, mm. having, how much money goes into creating that content, and they have all the panel and they have all those people on there. Yep. I'm like, why is it not a nighttime show? Mm. Who's, who's up at that time? Like, well, we're hanging on to this this uh, fairly uh, archaic thought now that. If they turn on the morning to channel seven, nine, whatever, they're ten, gonna, they're going to tune on. That they'll leave it there all day, and then when they get home, they'll turn on and watch the news. Do with you, us. Do you remember when we got remotes? Yeah, like back in the seventies. Yeah, so it doesn't take much to change the channel. It's not actually have to get up. And <laughs> oh, it's click, all about and, the flick, and right? Click, click, click. Yeah, I don't yeah, have to yeah. do that anymore. I just. Oh, dude! Click. Before we got a remote in our house, us kids were the remote. So how does that? Dad would say, "You know, change your channel." Yeah, exactly. That was it. Yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. We have remotes, so. Mm. Yeah, I, I still find that a weird thing. I, I don't know. I've, I've maybe just I've never had it explained to me properly <laughs> about why why so much um, money and f- energy goes into making the morning show so um, big or, or whatever. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I think if you've got the money for that, why can't you just put it on later at night? 
it's not rocket surgery. It is all about, you know, these are our new stars. These people have so much influence. When the grand total of audience for the morning, all of the breakfast shows combined is about five or 600,000 viewers. Yeah. Which is less. It would be considered a failure if that one figure was at night. Who's but gonna... that's all of the networks combined of a morning. No one goes to bed at 9.30. No. Do they? Well, people do. Some people do. Mm. I don't. 11.30. Yeah, I would have thought... 10.30? We are still champing mm. for the bit for reasonable content at 9.30 and 10.30. The thing that hurts us mm. is the reliability, the reliance of the networks on their shiny reality shows that are pushing from an hour to 75, 90 minutes, oh, yeah, 120 minutes. People just go, I'm not sitting up till 9.30 to watch my episode of NCIS, I'll just tape it or I'll get it on the internet or I'll something something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have the mix coming in of Netflix, Stan and Presto. I just got Netflix. How good is it? I don't know. I haven't, I've got, I'm at my mum's house and she's gone over her data. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what she's <laughs> downloading. Mum! But we're getting cable next week and it's going to be okay. Work. So I've just, I've just got Netflix and I, I really want to... I st- commend it to you. Yeah. There are many fine shows on that, that series. Okay, cool. Thing. We've got a free for a month. So I'm going to try it out. Yep. I'll get. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll flick your tweet. I uh, look forward to your review of Netflix. Yeah, Australia. yeah. I'll, I'll get a month and I'll go... Uh, it could be very uh, not conducive to you getting your cabaret show done. I know, I know. Well, it's... it's, it's I'm, I'm, quite, I'm kind of good at actually at um, not watching TV. So mm. I'm pretty good at just... Doing what I need to do. Given that you're holding off uh, House of Cards, mm. um, I'll throw three out your bloodline. Uh, ben Mendelssohn's in it. It's really, really good. Love Ben Mendelssohn. Um, we've got uh, Bojack Horseman, which is an animated uh, comedy um, starring Will Arnett. Yeah, okay. Um, really, it's... I love Will Arnett. Bizarre, but very funny. Yeah, he's weird. Um, and then I'll throw out you Grace and Frankie, which podcast time only launched Friday last week. Okay. Starring Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin as longtime friends. They've, they've been around forever. Their husbands, you know, they've been friends or whatever. Both their husbands announced that they're gay for each other and leave their wives. Awesome. So that then leave Grace and Frankie... Blazing out. What do we do? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not the premise. Uh, I don't know, but no, I don't think that that's no, the no, aim no. for it. Oh, that's so awesome. there's three for you to take away and, and do with what you need to. Oh, fantastic. Oh, there's another one that my girlfriend wants to watch. It's called... Uh, Kimmy Schmidt. That's Unbreakable it. Kimmy Schmidt. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. This is... Uh, what's her name? Tina Fey is uh, producing. I think she even wrote some of the stuff. Yeah. Stars Ellie Kemper, who was in The Office, The American Office. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Receptionist, uh, about a girl who was in a cult... Uh, and in the first episode uh, is basically found and freed by the FBI or whatever. Awesome. And it g- lives in New York and is just uh, this innocent in... Because she has no idea. Yeah. yeah. Encino Man type. Oh, very much so. Yeah, okay, cool. And it is, it's lovely and delightful and funny. All right, awesome. All right. Easily consumable. Well, I look forward to getting that. And do you think I should watch any of these new renovation shows? Uh, do you know what I love? Oh, this is my... You know you talk about my guilty pleasure? Mm. I love... <laughs> Grand designs. <laughs> Mate, I will sit back and I will just let that wash over me. Yeah, let some Kevin Love come at you. Oh, I love him. I love the way he talks about it. I love the, his, his knowledge of architecture mm. and materials. Budgets. Budgets. Oh, it's great. And they always go over. <laughs> but I love... I think I love anything that shows me from start to finish in an episode. Yep. You know, even if it's 10 years down the track. Yes. I love that and I think... I go, you've been doing this. They shot this 10 years ago. I was mm. thinking, what? 
I was singing, singing on a TV show 10 years ago, and you did that first episode with these people. Uh, you would have had a chat it's with them for crazy, a few hours. Isn't it? So Grand Designs, oh, I've not seen much of the Australian one, but... Uh, it's mate. pretty good, but it, it's pretty tough to go up against Kevin, right? And, and the yes. thing that I've found intriguing and delightful about that is the, the week-to-week episodes of Grand Designs mm. are lovely, yeah. but it's those specials that they have right. as a part of the season where they go back and visit the people oh. who... And they quickly recap in the first half yeah. hour... Basically, they shorten their whole episode into half an hour of this was the shit that went on for them. And then now we go and meet them and you go, oh, they did finally finish. Yeah. Or no, they still have stuff to do. Do you, do you, do you love, and this is what I love about Kevin, he just doesn't give a shit about them. Mm. <laughs> he's like, he's so, he's very, he's very charming and very yes. knowledgeable. But you can tell if he's, if he thinks they're going to do a, like a budget <laughs> job or like their design is ridiculous, he'd be like, I don't think you can do it. Like, <laughs> He would just be honest. He'd just go, well, good luck. And it's then, a it, it very un English characteristic, yeah. isn't it? Spade he'll, a spade time. He does the sign off and he's like, well, I don't think they can do it, but I wish them well. And He walks out a shot. He jib, walks, jib shot jib happens. Shot up, yeah, big crash. <laughs> oh, right. And we'll see you next time. Roll the music. It's, yeah, there you go. There, that's my, that is my guilty pleasure. I don't know if you want to cut that, put it in. But no, yeah. Grand Design's totally reasonable. Do you uh, get involved with or watch any of Selling Houses Australia? I did watch some the other day. Mum's mm. got Foxtel, uh, and I've never. That's I've, a freaking I've, addiction. I've never had Foxtel, and that was, I was just flicking the other day, and I went, "Selling houses, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what's this?" And I'm what? like getting into property now, so I'm like, "Oh, okay. What's uh, what do I need to do? Where can I <laughs> fix up a place?" But it's amazing. Just the small things. Small yeah. coat of paint. Oh, look, different colours. Well, the, the hosts, Andrew Winter, Charlie Albone, and, and Shana Blaze, are Foxtel deities. They oh, are yeah. so, so that's loved. Where Shana's come from. Yeah, for the block. Yeah, she came from Selling Houses Australia and still does it. Great. But came to the block through that. What a name. Um, oh, delightful. And if you want to hear her full story, it was about three or four episodes ago, people. Check it out. Most of you talk the podcast. Um, but the, they, uh, it's it's less starting from nothing and building something. They've, they've got the existing bones of a house. Yeah. How do we make Inevitably it? in a huge state of disrepair. Inevitably overvalued by the real estate or the person that wants to sell. We reckon it's worth a million dollars. Oh, yeah. I love and that. And their real estate agent comes and goes, it's worth like three if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Kevin has to, not Kevin, oh, wow, Andrew has to come in and... and uh, in sometimes, yeah. So, well, we need to do this in figures. There was a really good one where he came in and it was the real estate agent in their ear telling, oh man, your place is worth megabucks. You'd sell this for millions and millions of dollars. And when Andrew sat down, because Andrew's a real estate agent himself, has yeah. a background in real estate, sat down with him and talked to him and he said, basically, this guy's a joke. You should get a new real estate yeah, agent. Yeah, don't dump this guy. I'll sell the house for you. <laughs> it was almost like that. Yeah. And the, the postscript for the end of the episode was that, yes, they did dump him, and yes, they did sell it for a reasonable amount after the reno. Oh, great. Yeah. But- I, love, I love the shows. Anything that's, uh, that shows me from yeah from the before and after, I was, I was addicted to The Swan for a while. The Swan? <laughs> Do you remember The Swan? No. Mate, go back on YouTube mm-hmm. to all your listeners if you're listening. The Swan was a reality TV show in America to find ugly duckling American women and turn them into serious? a swan. Yeah, it was over, obviously over months. Oh my! Because they went through goodness. like lipo and training and facial like augmentation, everything, breast augmentation. So not so much about the workout; it was about Mate, the plastic it's surgery. It's all about the surgery, and it's wow. just like the reactions of the family. Sometimes, like the husband's like, "Oh." <laughs> Where's my wife gone? Yeah. Sometimes he's like, damn. Yeah, like, boy. The Swan. It was on, I think, maybe one, only one series, but it was on daytime <laughs> television. 
I wasn't working during the time. I think this is pre-idol. It must have been maybe two, uh, early 2000s. I Man, we are pretenders in Australia. We are pretenders <laughs> when it comes to reality television Mate, formats. If you can afford to to do like 20 women, like full, like... It's crazy. Full body, full face makeovers is... Yeah, anyway. There's crazy. so much about that that is insanity. That show is ridiculous. And then, yeah, there would there'll be a winner. Judged by the, the audience, probably by a clapometer or something at the end. <laughs> a clapometer? Yeah. You know, we've spent $75 million on this yeah. woman. Who's going to who's be crowned? Most applause wins. Who will be crowned the swan? Gosh. That, it's a little... And then to know that, oh, I was an ugly duckling. Thanks. <laughs> Before this. I would hope that there's some talent section to that. Not just who's the prettiest. We've got to have some kind of Miss America moment. Absolutely not. Where... No, it's all to do with... Who the who the best doctor? So the was. talent section is actually the doctors come out and go. Well, first of all, yeah. I had to lift this, and yeah. we peeled her face back entirely yeah. Yeah. and inserted the things. We with... shaved her face back five inches. Yeah, I remember seeing. Uh, I don't know if it was reality or doc or something about about facelifts and stuff. And they they you know do- drew the dotted lines on the lady's face and talked about it, and then they showed the surgery, and they legitimately hmm. cut around under the jawline so they could hide the the scar yeah, yeah. and peeled their face yeah, off yeah, yeah, yeah. to put the things in place and to cut at the jaw yeah. and that makes, I, me, makes me feel ill but also awesome it's the <laughs> ultimate grand design yeah, exactly exactly uh, I've got another one yeah. now that we've been talking about this embarrassing bodies oh yes can't, can't turn it off no. once, once it's on I'm like I don't want to watch this I'm watching it between surprise hemorrhoid uh, and amazing penises, yeah. it's just a gift. And oh my god, is that a goiter? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it, all of it's just not right. Did you watch any of Embarrassing Bodies Australia? No. Do they come out here? The- no, no, no. We got our own doctors. Oh, we got one. Um, the the lovely um, lady. No, the guy. Um, the short haired. Oh, yeah, the, gay doctor guy. The, the Aryan race looking Oh, almost. Guy. A very lovely guy, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but he came out as a part of, they had a couple of local doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did, I think it was for Foxtel, Embarrassing Bodies Australia. Right, right. I right. thought we wouldn't have bought into it as a nation, that we would have saw it. We're happy to watch the Brits do that stuff, but I'm not going to get my junk out on national TV. So many men and women got their junk out on national TV. Free consultation. In a truck. Like, they just walk up into this very clean looking truck thing. We couldn't get people just to... Get their blood pressure checked today. Maybe we need... <laughs> and we had a camera there. That's weird. You should call it... Also em- get your blood pressure checked, people. It's yeah, very important. That's right. Prevent uh, stroke. Em- embarrassing blood pressures, Australia. It's that not could the same. Yeah, it's not the same. You not should, as sexy. We didn't really have a truck, though. You know what? It's the truck. Mm-hmm. It's actually having it all behind closed doors and all that sort of stuff. I think maybe that's what it is. Yeah, come in and, here. And, and the 40 us. cameras. <laughs> on the inside of it. GoPros. Oh, yeah. What, there's cameras here? All around the place. GoPro on the, the depressor that they're going <laughs> to stick into your, your house stuff. Well, there cool. was a disturbing one while we're talking about embarrassing bodies where uh, this person um, was uncomfortable going to the, the bathroom. They, they uh, had toileting issues mm-hmm. and they discovered that this person had developed a pocket uh, just inside their rectum oh. that was catching and then weeping oh. stool out at oh. inappropriate times. And they were able to fix it. You'll be pleased to know. Oh, that's good. Oh. But, uh, wow. It's, it's, Rob? Yeah, it's, what a great show. And there's no warning. They'll start talking about it and kind of you think, I need to not be watching this. And then in a nanosecond later, they are naked on the table showing you all of their leg spread glory. Oh, do you know, I'm going to change the change topic because I'm feeling sick. I heard a rumour. Mm. Shane Jacobson? Yes. Top Gear? UK. 
What? No. There's a rumor for you. You heard it here first, people. Yeah. Who would he be with? Because both um, Hammond and, and May have both said we're out, we're out as well. Don't know. That's what I hear. That would be controversial. It's it's just a rumor. I don't even know. It's true. It's a not, huge pickup just, for him. That'd be just, massive. Just for the record, it's not from Shane. I haven't spoken to him for a few months, <laughs> but I don't even know where I heard it. Look, no, it's so few people listen to this podcast that we could literally say that anybody is doing anything and okay. no one would care. I'm hosting Dancing with the Stars. Thanks. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. Thank you. I'm not. <laughs> but we could just say that. But your agent is onto that. Yeah. I've, mate, I've been texting during the interview. <laughs> it's all going well. Milsey, this uh, um, cabaret show of yours, mm. it's, it's underway, getting ready. When can we see it? Uh, in a uh, Soon, twelfth uh, of June in Mackay, fourteenth in Brisbane at the Powerhouse. That is uh, very close. June, it's May now. Yeah, yeah. So we we're like four or five weeks away. Uh, then there's two shows in Sydney at the Hayes Theatre, twenty third, twenty fourth of June, and then I've got three nights in Melbourne for the uh, Melbourne Cabaret Festival. So it's fantastic. I'm very excited to, I don't know, sort of tell tell my story without uh, having anyone else. There to tell it, I suppose. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm always getting introduced by by people. Your introduction was amazing, by the way. I'm going to steal that for my show, please. Um, yeah, and I have after you know several years of doing shows and reviews. Uh, Rob Mills is surprisingly good. No, Rob Mills, <laughs> he's actually all right. Or meeting people on the street, go, man, I thought you'd be a dickhead, but you're all right. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> and then I started thinking, a dickhead to what though? I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, that's right, I did that show. Mm. Like twelve years ago, and I was twenty-one, and I, you know, I didn't turn up that episode, and, and I did act like a dickhead, and I, well, I just acted like a twenty-one-year-old. So I was like, uh, with no concept of what reality TV was because we hadn't really had any. Exactly. So it's sort of my way of going. It was just me sort of telling my story of where I came from as a kid, and um, and telling my background story instead mm-hmm. of the idol's background story, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and will how, we hear and any I, anything from the Mega Men? There's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a medley. Yeah, I do a bit of nice. Creed in there. Nice. Remember Creed with arms wide open. With arms Yeah, that's it. So a little bit of that. Uh, some musical theatre songs, some pop songs, a little bit of a Taylor Swift. Band um, or track? Live band or track? Live band. Wow. Yeah. We've got a four piece band. Nice. So Andrew Warboys who's just toured with Sweet Charity. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's the MD. He's amazing. Uh, my friend Nat Garonzi's written it with me, and uh, she does all right too. Nat Garonzi, Garonzi's very funny, very, very funny, very funny girl. You might remember her from the X Factor live stuff she did. Oh, I remember her from She's many things, including Smackdown. late night television. Late night television. She did the late night show mm-hmm. with, with Curly and Shura, <laughs> and even that was a great show. That should have, that should be still be going. Yes. Um, and my good friend Tyron Park is uh, is directing. He's done heaps of this cabaret and heaps of, heaps of theatre stuff, and he's amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of putting it on for an audience and hopefully people will come see it. A four-piece band means they're going to be working pretty hard. That's like bass, drums, guitar, keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and I think the guitarist might play some cello. I think oh, just casually? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a pretty, pretty talented man of mine, Cookie. He's great. Those um, people make me sick. I yeah, barely I struggle to hold together six strings. Don't then throw up an upright. Wait for the four pe- wait for the four part harmonies in some of the songs, mate. Oh, they're all, they're all singers as well. Damn. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. Uh, so we've got a full band rehearsal in a few weeks' time, and yeah, there's a, there's there's a there may there may or may not be a little bit of a new original song as well at the end. Ooh, sizzle, yeah. Get all your TV news at MulksTVTalk.com. Good work. Now people can get 
more information from your website? Yeah, go to robmills.net.au or you can just go to my Facebook page, which is probably the easiest. Everyone's on Facebook. It's Rob Millsy Mills. Excellent. All the follow the Twitter, Instagram, it's all the same. Rob Millsy Mills. Very on brand. Ash Williams would be proud. If you can't beat him, join him, mate. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> Every interview. Is that Rob Millsy Mills? Just Rob Mills. But, That's yeah. right. I've, I don't know if you've noticed, but all through today's podcast, I've been trying to call you Rob and falling into Mills, oh, Mills so is, hard. Oh, mate, it's fine. I like it. It's Without without being... I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to be a one-name entity, mm. you know? You joined some pretty, you know, Farnsie? exclusive... Farnsie? Farnsie, Barnsie. Beyonce. Cher. <laughs> Madonna. Yeah. Oprah. Kylie. Why don't you have your own television network? <laughs> Work on it. Work on it. That's all you we'll, need is we'll, one name. We'll take over the world. And yeah. you take over the world. Well, thank you, Rob. Thanks, mate. I appreciated the chat. Oh, it's been good fun. Well, that's what we try to keep happening here on Mobs TV Talk. The podcast is fun. I like TV. Yeah, TV's excellent. Uh, yeah. It's so easy to be happy about TV and sad and angry. It's the music. I know I mentioned it earlier. Mm. Every time a drama is on and you try and watch a drama, just pretend that when you're watching a drama and you don't hear... If I lay here, if I just lay here. <laughs> you wouldn't get upset. You'd be yep. like, oh, this dialogue's actually not that good. Yep. It's the music. It's the soundtrack. It's the underscoring. That, mm. That's that's the emotion. Totally. And the opening theme tune oh. that becomes so intrinsic, like the bum bum, dun dun oh. dun dun dun. What's your favourite opening theme song? I don't know if you've done this on your show, but this oh, is a No, I haven't. That's here's a good a, question. Here's a question you can add to it. Mm, I'll add it in the, the quiver. Yeah. Um, I, I would offer that there's probably a few. I do enjoy the storytelling theme songs. Yeah, yeah. So okay. your Different Strokes or your Brady yeah. Bunch Great or one. Gilligan's Island. Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, let me tell you a story about how about, yeah. Yeah. Um, got flipped. Turned upside down, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoy, uh, because I'm such a Breaking Bad nut, that just those, that guitar, that slide steel guitar in Breaking Bad gets me every time but then same with The Sopranos you know two yeah. minute opening credits who does that because you can all around a song driving from Jersey to New York yeah, sweet I like on, the Entourage opening music's pretty cool mm. yeah yeah oh yeah but I, do you know what I love 80s theme songs Full They're House. so good. Yeah. Whatever happened to... <laughs> Predictability. I know. I'm ah. hoping. In fact, I'll even say, with the odd couple being revamped... <laughs> I'm still there. I'm still seeing it. Pro or con, the Full House reboot. Fuller House. That? Netflix. Next year, we will see Fuller House starring a grown-up DJ Tanner with uh, Kimmy Gibbler and Stephanie Tanner moving in with her to help raise her kids. Exactly mirroring the original story. So three women... Raising the kids of one of the ladies with Uncle Jesse still around. Hang on, being which, creepy. Which one's Jesse? He's John Stamos. John Stamos is going to do it? <laughs> I know. Oh, come on. What did, um, what did Saga say? Just no, I'm not doing Well, it. apparently they're working on Saga. They want to get him, Dave Coolier as well. Saget. Imagine Saget coming in. Well, he's the a- only ones missing are Saget, Coolier, and one of the Olsen twins. I tell you what, Saget would be great if he just came in and it was him. Because he's so nice on the show. It's so rude. But if Saget came on and was Saget, that would be great. Grumpy old man Bob Saget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be brilliant. That would be great. That would save the show for yeah. mine. Yeah. But no, you're right. The, the 80s, 90s sitcoms that have all these great big 30-second yeah. theme songs. Love it. In and out, done. Mm. Love the, I love the theme song. Anyway. Yeah, good theme songs. Well, thank you, Rob. Thanks and thank you, me. everyone, for joining us this week on Mox TV Talk, the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Mox TV Talk and find me on Facebook and Instagram at thosethings.com slash Talk. 
New episodes are out Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe via iTunes or your favourite podcasting app, and please do leave a sweet review. Tune in next week when you'll hear Rob Mills say... Hello. Good night. <laughs> oh, you want me to say... You Good say night, Australia. Want. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a missed opportunity, but it's in the podcast now anyway. <laughs>